Is there a garage in there? Mechanical garage? Yeah. That's a sex dungeon. Uh. Tom, Tom used to use so it. Hang on. So, so Steve's that's got one door and then... No, that's, 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 a, that's a staircase going a up, but it's blocked off. And, and you've got to swap a credit card. No, no, no. But yeah. if you've got like a garage in there that you fix cars, yeah. you know what yeah. you do? Yeah, upstairs. Yeah. Upstairs. You go through there up the staircase. You know how that, that's that's What about the car? You know the roll door where you go into Steve's? Yeah. There's another roll door next to yeah. it? That's his. Yeah, but there's a the garage is on the lower ground, not up, upstairs. Man, the street goes up, eh? That's yeah, the floor that's the floor of my workshop. Yeah. And it goes down. Little right. to the street. Oh, okay. Hey, did Neil did Neil ring about his shitbox? Yeah, 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 yeah. Old stopping ground. Yes, it is. How do you turn this thing? So that many rookie rookie errors. So I don't, I've never had my favourite. Yeah, I don't turn it off. I'll have to turn it off. No, I just, you know, because... I'm going to talk or we're going to wait for... Oh, really good. You're missing your hair up. Mate, I, hey, I got a haircut today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They charged me an extra 20 bucks to find it. But see, Tom, that's where I remember something. At Bathurst when I asked you what that big mirror was for in the back of the car, and I told you I've got the mirror for you because of your hair. Mm. Look, look, look. I got you the gift. Look, is it already? Ah. Look at that. Oh. Picture frame. Look. <laughs> We're presenting gifts already. Yeah, then you can see the cars on the side. Yeah. Might as well start. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Terry! You're listening to what? We're not, we're not starting yet. <laughs> no, we're not starting. We've got Terry's walked in. Terry's Wait. coming in. Terry, where do you want? Terry, Lewis, um, come and sit here. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast, Full House. We're at the uh, Rickshaw Performance Warehouse where rotaries and four cylinders get touched with the uh, Shaw Touch. They go a bit faster. A bit. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's all about racing car drivers, but we've got Tom the Roving Reporter, I've got security here. Basically, we've got Terry Lewis, who's also part of RXA. Basically, uh, Tom and Rick Shaw, welcome everyone. Full house. How's it going? Good. Good Tom handed over, the Roving Reporter Tom, uh, uh, an orange box. So basically, what's that? That's a timing computer. So you put that underneath the car, and as you go across the start-finish line, yeah, it's um, a big it registers... Uh, so no, is it so what time you what not time you've done? So all the racing cars have all yeah. of them, yeah. And they're all different number. So they're all got different got, ID, yeah. And they get registered with uh with scrutineering or each yeah. time you yeah, each yeah. time so you basically, a, a race. Uh, you'll put your number down so that they can not yeah. they can they put that towards your name. I've ask a question. Yeah, ask has every race car got that yes, or is it just yeah. unless, unless they have to start one. from the back because they won't be able to time you from the seat. You need that because it's got the machine that reads it. And so basically, is it, is it I mean, is this the, the standard? Because it's got Dorian Industries. Is this like one oh, of? There or are some, of course, some states want to have their own thing. So yeah. now you go to a different state like Queensland and, and they'll have their own. Uh, well, you weren't thinking that they're like the red box in planes, did you? Or the black no, no, box? No, no, not the black box. But like you've got the V boxes for figures. But I, I know with racing, I mean... The Honda's got one on front, near the front too. Does it? Yeah. Because you've got the timing, so you've got to be consistent. There's not well, that's, that, that's what the, the cars. That's what makes a timing. Yeah, that's, yeah that's there's, there's the sensors timing. in the racetrack it, under the bitumen, and the sensors pick up that little the tr- orange yeah, box track attached to the car. So it gives you a sector times. Can, can I ask one question, since you, you just might be able to answer? Is that the same tool that's uh, like a V8 supercar's counting if you're mounting the curve a lot and all that, or is it a different nah, sensor? They have to hit the sill. That's where I put it. Yeah. But um, this... Yeah, 
there's a good possibility someone might want to put up the front of your car so when two different cars go past the, the thing at the same time, it might register someone else's baby. They've got, the they got different sensors. It's just in the front of the car to clock you when you're doing time. So, yeah, so basically, so this is like, it's, it's, it's a little, it's almost the size of two matchboxes together. So, so you're right, if you, if you put this at the front of your car, and it's almost like a dead heat. Yeah, it's got to be got... fitted in a certain place. Yeah. But who's checks? They can't tie them Scrutiny on the front of the grill. Who checks? Scrutiny hasn't checked anything for since. Occasionally they will check. I've seen them check. <laughs> they come around with a, a thing that looks like a... Since COVID. I know. They've no, no, been on self-checking. They wave it underneath the car. So, and it picks up yeah. that timing device oh, under the car. Two years. Oh, so it's supposed to be on the left-hand side, the passenger side, yeah. around the foot, the front foot That's exactly area. where it is. That's exactly where you have it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we don't, we don't, we don't cheat here. We don't cheat. We don't, we don't cheat. We the front. Well, I don't anyway. Can you trigger the sensor? Could you, could you trip it? No. Well then, what's the cannon? It's got a receiver. That's a transmitter. It's got the receiver on the on the road. Yeah, on the pole. Yeah, the sensors. Yeah. Wherever they put the sensors. How much quicker do you want to be? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to seek pole? Is that that how, how, I mean, it was like the, who was the racing driver in, in the '60s in America where you only had a certain amount of fuel, like a like a hundred liter tank, for argument's sake. So what he did is he put about 10 litres of wiring. Hose. So, yeah, hose. so he had an extra 10 litres oh, okay. because yeah. the hose from the tank to the engine went, like, circled the car and up and down and around. So that means he had less pit stops. We could actually um, use that for Phillip Island. Uh, for a one-hour race. Yeah, so you have got... Hmm. <laughs> no, they check all that anyway, scrutineering these days. I mean, it's a whole one. Yeah, they check nothing since... It's like the old days. Yeah. yeah. It's all self-scrutineering now. So what what does what, uh, what does scrutineers see? What what do they check? Is it more for safety or for more for cheating? They don't check anything for cheating, really, do they? We have voting guys in our category. They go around check this and that if you cheated. I'll check this way, but the John truck Smith just that. walked in. John Smith, how do you <laughs> cheat on your hook? <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait, let me ask the you short boys aren't gonna say that they do. Okay, RX8 Cup when you use build a motor. Or put it back together. Does someone check it and wire tie it? And yeah. they do. Yeah. On the turbos, they do. On the turbos, they got the 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 ring. That's to be a certain amount of the ring. Yeah. What we what we have is Rick will come down and, and um, if it's in New South Wales, Rick will come down and watch you put it together. Yeah. Um, if it's in Victoria, Canberra, uh, John's down there. In the rallies, they can come. The screen can come and tell you strip the engine, and they'll strip the engine and measure everything. Make sure that the engine hasn't been... That's uh, why it's a good idea to have a look at someone yeah. and get someone to visually watch it go together. Just basically, the, the only thing you really cheat on them anyway is the ports, and you know, they're pretty much basically standard. And uh, the, the scrutineers, is it like a referee, like, you know, you've got that person this weekend, he's strict or they're not strict? Nah, they have to check the raw cage, the, just, the numbers on the raw cage, you have to check the seats. Yeah, the helmets. The items, so it doesn't matter who it is. Sure it's, yeah, it's yeah, like the fire brigade. Um, the the helmet, fire extinguishers. Make sure your clothing's in date. Make sure you've got your socks. They, they all got dates um, of expiry. Do you have fire suppressant stuff like extinguishers in the we car? We or? don't actually have to have a fire extinguisher in the okay. car. Not anymore. The rule changed. You do okay. not have to carry one. Okay. You're allowed to. Yep. And if you do, it must be in date. Yep. If it's not in date, you're not allowed to carry. What made them do that? Someone have a problem with going off? I have no idea. Or is well, it you, you have to you have to have them in anyway. Or is the extinguishers at each no. sector where the, what, the, the, the marshals are? The yeah. most can't like, have an extinguisher. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably get to the cars a lot quicker. 
The, good, the good that, idea is to drive over to a flag point and then get out of the car and away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, so it's basically, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I watch a lot of F1 and, and, and there's exit points, like they're really cracking down when there's a car stopped on the track, they mobilise the, the, the other race cars, either the yellow flags come out or they slow you down. Is that like the other day when they got the car was left on the jacks? I've seen the thing that an F1 car was left they'll on the jacks the jack, at the start. At the start, yeah, they left the jack and they paralyzed. How does they do that? I, Mate, they run by the clock there, and someone just fucked up. Yeah, they, they, so they used to stand have, there with the jack. was an old one or something. No, no, so they just got in trouble for that. Was it the V8 supercars last, last because weekend? It was, that it was that, sorry, it was, it was more important that they get off the track. Like, safety so paramount that it was, instead of having the guys still on the track, the guys, it was, it's uh, easy for them to get off the track and leave the jack there with the car. Mate, how could they do that? I imagine the guy's job that was, what he would have copped. But it happens. Well, it did happen. I mean, and then it got rammed. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you guys have your pit crew, is there a captain? Is there like a, is there someone that controls the boys around the car? Like, who, who, who's the... In larger, in larger groups or larger teams, there's a manager. yeah. There's, there's a head on there's, there's there's a head controls right. everyone else under. Do you remember at Bathurst? Well, how many, how many, at the six hour we're talking about, how many can you have working on your car at one time? Across the line in the pits. In, yeah. Yeah, that's You know where I'm going at with this? Five. 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 Remember the, the rope with the, what did the rope pull out? The guy who's standing behind the line, but he had a rope. Pulling, what did he pull out? The um, wheel chocks. Oh, the wheel chocks. Oh, the I, no, I didn't see it. Because that he's not counted as a person. Because no, he's behind the line. So he had a rope with a wheel chock on it, ready and pulling and it he out. Pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. See, something you learn every day. I want to say, actually, I want to introduce and say thank you to 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 uh, you boys for letting us all access basically that six hour weekend. That was that was awesome. I haven't seen I haven't seen the guys since the Bathurst, and having that access like literally over your shoulders looking to see exactly what you guys were doing and, and I know Rick you were in sort of work mode there was a bit of a problem with the car so we didn't want to get in there there was a stage where we would have jumped in there we thought no no don't touch nothing I don't we want haven't talked since then have we about no it. no we haven't spoken when did we have a we problem have. with the car the car was no, no you put no, the oil with the oil, with the oil no. pump no that was when we got there oh, but the on the actual pump. race day oh, the switch, switch. Switch. The master switch, remember? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, done, yeah, yeah. The, the, the um, his name from, dodgy, yeah, dodgy the, the, the Englishman. Master switch. Yeah. yeah. Name what's yeah. his name? Copley. So the car turned itself what's off. His yeah. Yeah. What's, what's his name? What's his name? David Cop. David, David Cop. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came down yeah. from England English, to do yeah. six hour, mm. and I'll be driving with him in September at Nurburgring. Oh, you oh, got there. Come back to Nurburgring in September. Four weeks time. Is that the twenty-four hour race? Twelve hour race. Twelve hour race. Is that production car class or is that no, the same GT? It's a BMW then. It's, it's a BMW. GT3, GT4, back to sort of production based cars, yeah. What are you guys racing at Nürburgring? Uh, M3 BMW. Nice. And is now he's got a brand new M4, so we'll go back next year and do the 24 hour in the M4. In the M4. And how many, how many um, drivers, is there three drivers on a 12 hour? Three drivers for the 12 hour and four drivers for the 24 hour. Yeah. But last time we're together, we won our class, so we want to go back and try and do it again, which will be hard. Cross our fingers. Yeah. yeah. No, but but staying in the pit, like it was. I mean, we've we've spoken about it. We haven't spoken directly to you guys about it, but you you really got to follow the rules, whether it's the pit crew or whether we're just invited in there. Um, there was a stage where I was taking photos, and the team in the bay next to you were all dressed up and checking the fuel, and it was a pretty delicate time in the in the pits where they were 
Uh, they all suited up. It's open day. Field. I weighed it. Took it out. Weighed it. Took it out. Weighed it. Fuck out of there! You know you can't. And I'm like, okay. You they won that class. Actually, they smashed it. They had the Mazda, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the Mazda, Mazda the Turbo. Team. Yes. Uh, Next to you. Yes. Yeah. They did really well that weekend. That was because they measured their fuel, so. <laughs> they were pretty fastidious. Not that we were, like, the RX-8 boys were not fastidious, no. but... And the officials really... came and they wanted to disqualify Rick because the guy wasn't wearing his uh, balaclava or something? The fire, uh, the fire suit. Underneath. The rules yeah, changed. Remember? The balaclava. When was the that? official came at the race. At the six hour? Yeah. Well, I don't know anything Because your guy wasn't wearing the... The fuel, the fire, the, the fuel thing. Hey, hey. You're no, dobbing someone in here. That's right, he doesn't know. No, 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 what's going on? No, no, he's not dobbing in. He, <laughs> he was right because in the scrutiny. No, no, no you're, anyway, yeah. uh, that. The scrutiny they said you don't have you, to wear it. You were right. Anyway, Rick Shaw was right. I'm right about what he was. No, okay, what happened was they, they, the pits on that side yeah. said right. something about the fuel guys, uh, what's his, the two guys. Right, uh, the daughter, his daughter, he forgot it, I can't remember the fuel, right, weren't wearing a balaclavas, yeah. their fire balaclavas. Yeah, yeah fireproofing. Was it that? Or some... some or Didn't have the correct gear on. Yeah, but the rules had changed and you could. So they were wearing correct gear, but they will be... You were talking with the screen guy all the time. With the old rules. Yeah. Okay. Like the old rules and the new rules had changed. You pointed it out to them, they, yeah, they agreed. Okay. But that's, I mean... Does it change per season? Like, how often do you what sit you there? when you prepare your, your you prep your race car? How often do you sit there and read the rule book? Like, is it something you have to do it all the time? You've got to yeah. keep up with changes and regulations. So, is it do, does do they email you, or you just got to be aware of it? Is it is it like a uh, a portal for each? They give you a list of list of rules for the yeah. the start. Of, you get emails start all the race. time, and and it can it change from race to race? Where this race you can't no, run a very often, but it does. Rick, didn't you say that New Zealand's RX-8 cars are differences to Australian ones? Yeah, yeah, they got different regulations. They're very back. similar to what we run. You got a back wing. We okay. They're lighter. So it's aero and weight. They got a few more freedoms than we've got. Basically, what makes them a bit, probably a bit faster is that they're lighter. Oh. They pull a lot more out of them. We've got a better tire, but uh, yeah, it's, it's basically the same sort of idea. But just slight differences. <coughs> is, it, is it a control tire with the RX-8 coming yeah. here? Yeah, it's all control tire. Yeah. And to make the car lighter, what do they do? Rip out the interiors and things like that? Everything under the dash, all the interior. Uh, they take the windows out and put Lexan and okay. put the so windows in. The front and rear screen are only four mil screen. They're yeah. pretty light. I can't imagine a Lexan screen to be terrible. Much. But that would have to cost, wouldn't it? I mean, well, it costs a lot more to, to, to build a car like that. Yeah. Yeah. Our regulations are designed to build a car at the absolute minimum cost possible. Okay. Which is good because it's a starting point for It's a starting point and it allows more teams to race, but we're a bigger country too. Is, is there a much cost in transportation for you to get around the country, like compared to, say, New Zealand? Yeah, we travel much. Yeah, so. Obviously, greater distances than, than what they do. But because they've got us North and South Island, they run two separate series. Okay. North series in Ireland and a South Island series. So, what, I mean, in setting up the car, what, I mean, to go racing in the weekend, what, what, is, what is the big cost? Is it, is it the fuel? Tires and entry. For us, it's tyres and entry. Tyres. And, and now fuel, cost of fuel's going up, but we don't use too much fuel. You know, probably a couple hundred bucks worth of fuel over the weekend. But 
tyres and entry is the main cost to a competitor. Well, they were, look, they're running this weekend at where Eastern, uh, Sydney Motor Park, yeah. yeah. But what's it cost you to run out there this weekend? How many cars is running? How many are you taking? 24 cars. I'm, only, I'm, I'm taking one, you've, already, you've got the other one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How many are you, you just taking? Are you going? I'm running three cars. Three cars. Yeah, I've got John Bow driving one of my spare cars. So, what what fuel do you do you put in there? Is it's it like not a, one So it's not a race. It's not a race. It's not a Pump fuel. Yeah, and and does the track supply a, a tanker, or you just drive out the shell and fill it up with your petrol vouchers? Well, the six hour you have to buy it from the special place. It can bring can bring your own fuel. You can bring your own fuel. Pump okay, fuel. so the so the price of fuel is basically whatever you see on the street. Yeah. Well, so not at the six hour. The six hour you had to buy it from uh, the specific place, didn't you? From the people that in the, sponsor in the track. There. In, in the six hours. Yeah, the I, just, I suppose control. if you want people walking around, uh, walking around with jerry cans everywhere. Yeah. You know, okay. You want to go and get some fuel, you get it from that spot, and that way there's not little. It's big control. Yeah, yeah, it's for safety. Yeah. It was like four dollars a litre or something. <laughs> we we don't touch it with the six hour. <laughs> In the six hour, it comes in a in your drum. Yeah, they yeah. they fuel it. There's no access to fuel at all. Okay, everyone's got the same fuel then. Yeah, it's controlled. Yep. Whereas I take cup ninety eight from any so though. And and having a controlled tire means there's one sponsor. Or do, does the tire company usually sponsor the event, or or sell you the tires at a at a mate's rates, or is it? Yeah. Or yeah. It's still. They've been holding the price of the tires down for. Um, quite quite a few years, but they've just bumped it up recently. From are they made in Australia? No, I think they're a Korean tire. Do we make it? They're yeah. made in Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, okay. Do we make any tires in Australia anymore? Uh, we make nothing in Australia. Yeah. That's a shame. We mate. make hot air. And they're a proper race tire. They're specifically made for motorsport. They're an R spec or a semi slick. You can use them. Every tire is handmade. Yeah. Handmade. Handmade, and they're numbered so they know what mould the tire was made on and what mould it came. I on. like how they come wrapped. And they come wrapped and they heat patch them with RX8 cup on them, so that's for the series. So we control the origin oh, okay. of that tire. And how, how long does the tire last? Does it? We generally will do a race meeting. Terry, how, how many races do you do on tires? The weekend. It depends on the heat too. We uh, use four four new tires and two of your best tires from the last round. Yeah, so you've sort of recycled six. Yeah. So what though, it's a with the RX has so rear wheel drive, right. so your rears would go first and then and you sort of rotate. Them, then, you, then you can use them for qualifying um, on your next time you're at a, another track. Yeah. Then you take them off on the Friday and, and um, use So your, say a seven and a half, how much, are, how much yeah, is the tire? Yeah, I was going to ask what's the tire Yeah, seven and a half. Well, basically each, each round you, you use four plus two, two you've already, already bought. So and how much is each tire? Well, it's uh, 940 bucks for four so tires. A grand. Thousand dollars. Yeah. Then you pay someone hundred bucks to fit them and put them up, fill them up with nitrogen instead of air. Or yeah. sometimes people just want to use air. It's cheaper. And then um, your fuel. How much? How many liters would you go through roughly? The cars are capable of a big drink. Well, they're Tom and I went down to Phillip Island yeah. and we filled up the tank. It had sixty-five liters in it. Yeah. And we couldn't if we didn't do a pit stop for a t- uh, for a driver change. Yeah. The cars wouldn't do an hour. So yeah. Really. Would not do well, it. Oh, flat stick all the time, mate. It's full. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We yeah we're, not, we're not doing economy runs. 65 litres in probably 40, uh, 40, uh, 55 minutes. How many k's is that? Two, two three k's a lot. Oh, I'm not sure. We've got to calculate it. Philip Island's four, four, five, four k's. About four k's a lot. Yeah. So four k's a lot. We did two minutes to get around the track there, Philip Island. That was the day. What's a minute? 50. Tom's got the lap record there. So Tom, two, what's, your, what's your lap record, Tom? 
151. So two, so two, say 2Ks a minute. So 4Ks is two minutes. 2Ks a minute, that's 100Ks, 120Ks an hour. You work it out? Which is... The car uses one liter of petrol a minute. One, yeah, one liter every 2Ks. So that's 50 liters per 100K. Yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's 50 litres so per hundred That's a lot of fucking fuel. dollars worth of fuel to meet him down with the price yeah. of fuel. That's, that's, that's where you afford yeah, it's pretty good. much down. And you're redlining as much as you can, much yeah. you can use. It's 50 litres. So the average car burns about uh, 8 to 9 litres, 7. Six cylinders burn about 12. It depends on the track too. If you're at Bathurst, V8's up the hill. burn about 18 litres per 100k if you're driving around the city. And these things are doing 50 litres per 100k in, in race mode. It's a lot, it's a lot of fuel. Mm. So tyres and fuel add up. Panel beats cheap. You got to get down there too. Like the, the, the Milan Cruiser's two hundred and sixty dollars, two hundred forty dollars of fuel the, with a car. You got to fill it three times just for the trip, and then then fill it up once you get back. Yeah, with the car and the trailer at the back. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the entry. How much is an entry now? Eleven hundred. Tyres are basically eleven hundred, thousand dollars. Fuel down there, accommodation. So thousand dollars just to enter the race. Yeah. It's about six seven grand. At least right. six. You wouldn't get much change out of ten. Yeah, they'll never give you two dollar car. Five grand, I'd get you out of a race. Okay, so five, five grand. That's still not bad. Yeah. And how often is it? What about your If you're doing a local thing, or like the, the cars, you don't really have to work that much on them. They're mm. they're all pretty. They're they're a, they're a car that you don't. They're, they're meant to. They've got a nine thousand two hundred RPM rev limit, so yeah. and you're doing that anyway. So, so you can't expect to race a car and, and not have costs. No, no, we never said that because we we were talking to Tom about going to TCR. And the, the price of a TCR, one round is about 30k, wasn't it? To, yeah, to race. 45, 30 grand. 30 grand to but race. That, but that's the Royal Cup. Like, yeah, so for 300 grand a season, you're not going to, with the RX8 Cup, you not you guys aren't up at 300 grand a year. No way. It's, a, it's, a, it's an affordable class for young drivers to get into. And, that's right. And, it's, and, it, and it's, um, you only have to mortgage the house, not sell it. Yeah, that's right. You get to keep the house at the end Dang. of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the prize right here again? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, even when I was racing in the production cars, the price money was like two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, and there were some tracks because they had no spectators, you got nothing. Yeah, so it wasn't. It's not. So, like... You know, you it would buy you'd, that at the time. You'd buy yourself a set and a half, two sets of tires. I actually, it, no, no, a set and a half of tires. And we said this last time. I was talking to Tom, and that's basically out of all the racing series around the world, there'd be about two hundred paid drivers. Yeah, not many. Like, if you look at F1, there's only about four or five that are getting paid to be there, and the rest are bringing sponsorship money, even at F1 level. So you look at each category, and even at the V8 supercars, how many superstars are, are there? Really, two or three that are commanding big money. Well, one of them's coming this weekend to race with us, yeah. John Bow. Yeah. <laughs> and back in his day, there was, I mean, it was work during the week and race on the weekends. It wasn't mm -hmm. a, a full-time type yeah, of thing right, yeah. back in back in the Group A days. And so, yeah, everyone that's, that's running the RX-8s at, at, in the RX-8 Cup are, are passionate, and that's their hobby. For taxation purposes, I don't call it a hobby. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not, we're not going to go through the intricacies of the ATO and the tax rules. We're just going to focus on the scrutineering. But, yeah, no, it's it's... I mean, there's, you're raising money, the sponsorship, you issue invoices yeah. and things like that. No, we're not, we're not saying that um, um, it's, it's all, you know, it is expensive to raise. It, it does cost money. Mm. You're, not, you're not there to, to, to make a million dollars a year out of it. 
uh, but it, it's 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 something that people are passionate about and they, and they enjoy. It's, it's another hobby that um, we all like. We love our cars and we like to go racing and and it's. Where, it's, where it's, are you up to now, Tom? With everything, what's how's the season going? Season's going really well. We're at the moment. We're at the halfway point. So um, three rounds in, two or three to go. And we're just waiting on the one. Um, we're leading the state and the national championship at the well moment. Done. So well that's done. good. Last round was uh, Winton, Victoria. We came away with the round win and uh, got pole position. One win, two wins, two wins I think. Yeah, that was that was good. We sort of got a few more points on second place, but. Uh, Coming into this weekend at Sydney being a home race, a lot of people know the track. Yeah. Um, and I think last time we were there, we were fourth overall. Um, we struggled in the wet a little bit. Haven't driven much in the wet. Yeah. Um, I think we started the weekend sixth or something, at sixth to eighth spot. We're back to second um, once it dried out. But uh, hopefully it stays dry this weekend. And Yeah, it says the sun's going to rain tomorrow and the rest of the week it's sunny so yeah did you get a lap record at Winton yeah we got the lap record at Winton so you got two lap records now two yeah two out of three lap records for the season are you finding I mean when you said the wet are you have you not experienced in wet weather is it a different craft what what do you with wet weather racing I've only been driving two and a bit years so yeah it's only rained I know we've just gone through the big wet season it's still happening so it's basically experience for you but um it's just if it's wet on the weekend it's wet on the weekend I've it's been sunny every time I've gone racing yeah when I started I did a little bit of wet driving in different cars and in the RX-8 I've only probably done two weekends in the wet so I've, I've learnt quickly I'd say but um it's just about adjusting to the tyre because it's shocking in the wet yeah no water disbursement whatsoever yeah that's um, great and you're going to give yourself time to slow down, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just, yeah, Hopefully. just about lines and adjusting your driving style in the wet. Terry could be a great wet driver and um, be a bit slower in the dry. Yeah. I could be a great wet driver and be a bit slow in the dry as well. It's it's all about the art of the driver. Is it, like, is it, is it like in tennis where you're, you're good at grass and you're not good on clay? Is it what you're used to? Is it what you've experienced? What, 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 or is it certain people have got certain skills too? What do you reckon it is? So I reckon it's got a lot to do with the tyres you've got on the car at the time. And, um, and it's also people's idea of preserving your car as opposed to where you sit on the grid. So I like to be a bit more reserved. Yeah. And then if it dries up, then, then come through. Same tyres? Same tyres, but you know, oh. sometimes, sometimes uh, like if you're practicing in the drop, uh, you're practicing with your with your second-hand tyres. Uh, your person might get away from you. Like um, my younger brother Justin, he's having he's having a drive. Just it just got a um, RX8 Cup car. Uh, that got it off brick. It's 25 grand for the car. Yep. And um, and he had um, a, a newish set of tyres that from that he shouldn't have been using. Shouldn't have been using, but. He didn't have too many rims, and um, last uh, about two weeks ago, we went to Eastern Creek and it was pissing down rain, and he just drove away from me like he was um, Ayrton Senna and I was uh, Terry Lewis. Mm. <laughs> so, you, so you were saying you had a jealousy there? I think on the roller. I was going to say yeah, <laughs> just two hey, there'll, be, there'll be new tyres on <laughs> Terry's car and old ones on his brothers. But, but basically, because you had some, I was curious. We said it's. Tires are bigger than skill. So if you if you put a, a good wet weather driver in, in in a in a car with shit tires, 
and you have a, a good race car driver in excellent tyres in the wet, mm. the tyres will trump the skill. Yeah. And at an elite I, level. I'm, I'm not saying yeah, put an L player on there, but... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah well, tyres are very important. Yeah. Uh, for your confidence. Tyres yeah. and car control. You watch some guys in car footage. You have to have the guts. And they're driving like rally drivers around there. The thing's sideways, but it's like what Terry said. You gotta weigh up the risk of the car, chucking it's it away. It's important to bring your car home mm. first. Oh, yeah. yeah. To come first, first you gotta finish. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's and, and uh, it was interesting what you said, like, sort of where, where you qualify, even if you sit back a bit and then claw your way through, rather than um, set manic paces and then, you, do you prefer to be the hunted or be the hunter? I prefer to be the hunted. <laughs> oh, that means you're in P1. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I Especially in the last lap. Wouldn't everyone say that I'd rather be hunted? Because that means you're coming first. You're coming first, especially yeah. on the last lap. But, but, but it's uh, a lot harder to... But you've got to defend. It's a lot harder to be leading and, and, and have the pressure on from behind. That's right. Yeah. You know, trouble is, it, trouble is, is people use it as a target, like it happened at, 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 Win, at Winton for me. Because you see... They like, smash me hard. Yeah, you see the F1, I, he, 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 you see the front driver defending their line or, or taking up, making the car wide, you hear the... The commentators say he's made the car wide. There's there's a certain skill in defending as yeah, well. Like yeah. I mean, people are trying to overtake you whatever position you're in, but especially at the front. So you're also looking in your mirrors to see where the guy or girl is behind you, yeah. and you've got a, a, a corner coming up, and you're doing it at, at 100, 200 k an hour. Where there's other people that that love the chase. He's there. He's the target. I've got to get him. I just like how you said he or she. Yeah, he, yeah. You have to. <laughs> it's really girls in RX8 cup. Yeah. See? Mason. See? There you go. We've got four or five of them now. Yeah. He or she, mate. Gotta be careful. Uh, well, Chase, chasing someone yeah. is easy. But you've got to make sure you don't do the same mistakes as them. If they make yeah. a mistake, it's an opportunity. Exactly. You don't, you don't exactly. want to go, they, they go off the track and you just follow them off the yeah, track. Yeah, like I'm still looking at it. But no, I, I, I've never... You've got to run your own race. Because I remember when we were kids, right, and then I've never raced professionally. I'm comparing it to the BMX ones. <laughs> when we were kids, I prefer to be in second chasing first than be at the front. I prefer to be dead last so you can do whatever you want. Well, my brother liked being at the front. <laughs> dead last? No. Nah. But it'd be the thrill coming from behind, winning from last to first. That'd be awesome. Having an overtake. Overtake's like probably hitting sixes. Which, do, do, which do, race? There was one recently that... He was really, really way back and he worked his way through. I can't remember if it was V8 Supercar or, or some race. It happens a lot. It, it happens, happens a lot. lot, yeah. All you have to do is um, return to the pits. We have to be 1360 for 1359. They send you to the back and you can get quite cross with that. And, um, and, you, and, and sometimes you can drive much faster when you um, mm. want to get back up the front again. Yeah. You might go th- through um, and if you do, 10 cars in the first... Five and, I, corners. and I see a lot of the good drivers in F1 where if they're stuck at the back because of penalties or whatever, a lot of them do pit early to get a clean run to make up time with with um, harder tyres and, and running longer rather than trying to do the overtaking. That way you have sort of clear road ahead of you and make up positions when the other teams pit. So there's a lot of tactics involved and, mm. and, and, and the like. When did you start racing, too? My first race was in... 1982. Because you sound young. I mean, it's a podcast. No one can see <laughs> that you're only 38. But like, I'm just saying. Like, 
And um, that's and a nice first trophy. I got uh, the, the workshop is 1983. 83. Yeah. What did you start in? What what category? Streets and ends. Okay. Yeah. Along with um, a whole bunch of um, people, John Edwards and Kevin Burton um, helped me out. Who else was back there at the time? Phil Alexander. Oh, Phil Alexander. Yeah. Mark Gibbs, who led Bathurst one year. And yeah. And uh, yeah, the first year was a learning curve, and, yeah. and then and then and the next year I, I built a brand new car, and I was. I won the first race, the second race, and the third race, and everyone was pointing the finger going, what have you done? <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? I got a brand new car, and, and, um, and it was a coupe, not a, not a sedan. I was going to say, what car was it? RX3 coupe. RX3 coupe. Yeah. Are you always a Mazda guy? It was a yellow express car. My, my dad owned the business at the time, yep. and um, yeah, he just threw a few bucks my way and built everything nice and fresh, and it just took off that thing. Yeah. Terry's a, an Australian production car champion. Yeah. He, he won mm. the series, national series from Australian production cars back in 92. 1992. Yeah. Did you but before that I got a state title. Yeah. Um, I got a second in state title the first first year. Um, and I didn't race for 25 years and um, then I came back and... Um, Did you get married or something? Not through... No, I just, you know, I had... <laughs> I, I, dragged, I dragged him back into it. It's, it's hard work. Up. It's really hard work. Yeah. And... Um, uh, to come back into it, I would only drive a rotary again because yeah. then I don't have valves going out the side of a block. Because yeah. there was two things I was going to ask you. From that level, did you? Well, you said you had a 25-year gap. Did you sort of get to that top level, or was there a chance? Well, that the top back level the for 90s? me was the um, Australian Production Car Championship. And what did you After race? that, I went overseas to South Africa and yeah. I raced over over there at um, Ka- uh, Ka- Kialani yeah, yeah. in Cape Town. They've got a strong car culture in South Africa as well. They, yeah, they're, um, they're, they're quite good actually and, and they appreciate their racing car drivers. We're here, I was busting my head, busting my balls to try and yeah. uh, get a drive in um, one of the uh, top touring car teams at the time. I did get a drive at Dick Johnson's Ford Sierra. I did yeah. get a drive with Tony Longhurst, one of the 30 BWs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they, they all wanted 200, 200 grand for a car or something like yeah, that. Yeah, to bring time. money to the sea. And, um, yeah. and so we put it to NEC because NEC was sponsoring us at the time. Okay. And, um, you know, um, our, our car, the Commodore, was um, between five and $7,000 a race meeting. Yeah. We were very professional. We had a T400 Kenworth, 40 foot box. Yeah. People were coming, to, uh, and some of the touring car teams were coming to us, uh, can I borrow your mill or can I yeah. do this? And, like, um, and um, it was all very professional, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't have that sort of money to um, to, to get sort of throw it ourselves unless so was this NEC in the put a million dollars in there. So was this in the production car? The yeah, the production car, yeah. Did you race a Commodore? A VPSS Commodore. Okay. Uh, six cylinder Commodores. Yeah. And, uh, I was pretty lucky. The the Commodore came out with an independent rear suspension. Yep. The VP. And so we had the three point eight, and the Fords had the three point nine. Yep. And um, the anything tight twisty track that just Commodore was just like Ford wasn't even in the race yeah and then um, two races before um, uh, the last two races of the 92 championship um, they had a four liter engine yeah and Eastern Creek I still wiped them um, did, did Ford have a problem with aerodynamics because they still had that taxi light on the roof they didn't, they didn't have the taxi <laughs> side of the roof no? <laughs> um, and, the, and the last round of the, um, the, the championship was a Bathurst round Oh, right. And by that time at Eastern Creek, I'd already won the production car championship uh, at Bathurst. Um, I didn't even have to, like I said, I didn't even have to go. But um, and I got the fastest Commodore at Bathurst. Uh, a beautiful track to drive. Well, on. What could you change in the production cars? Because they were pretty much stock. But did, could you upgrade? Obviously the seat because you had a racing seat. It went from uh, uh, you could only change the um, 
the shock absorbers and the springs had to remain the same. Yeah. And so where I was lucky is that they changed springs and shock absorbers. So everyone started afresh. And what about brakes? Could you, were, were brakes? Brakes were a standard disc rotors. So you, um, you, you disc won with Commodore brakes? Commodore brakes. Standard brakes. But we had a little trick up our sleeves and they called carbon metallics. Okay. And um, you know, they, um, I could break maybe 30 metres deeper okay. um, in some spots. And, and um, one time Tony Scott got out of the car and said, how the hell did you stop? Yeah. And um, I just went, just shrugged my, shrugged my shoulders and went. And I, I closed my eyes and hoped. And they didn't have uh, ABS brakes, whereas the RX-8 Cup cars have got ABS brakes. Yeah. And to be honest with you, now I really couldn't drive a car unless it had ABS brakes, unless you had a really good tyre sponsor where you could um, just take off that flat spotted tyre that you'd have and, yeah. and come up with a, a couple of more new ones. Well, that's the thing. Before ABS, you would lock up a tyre yeah. and you'd flat spot it's it. You would roll the tyre. Incredible, the amount of stopping power that those cars have got. So yeah. having a flat spot on tyre, literally the cars are bouncing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, I know that too because I flat spotted my box car. I was going to go through red light there was a police car just sitting there and I just locked up the XF <laughs> and the cop pulled me over and said, are you okay? He was more concerned before I came. Like, yeah, no, I had long day. I was at uni. It was late at night. Mm-hmm. He gave me a breath test, but um, I flat spotted some brand new tyres. My brother lost his <laughs> shit. So that's, um, that's, that's great. Yeah, when the, actually, when the Ford, or what I was um, heading to before, yeah. uh, when we went to Bathurst, the Ford had the four-letter engine as well, was it, at um, Eastern Creek, but... Um, the Ford, it would, um, there'd be one two car lengths behind you and it would just pull up beside you and he'd wave to you and then, then he'd pull another two car lengths going up the hill. And then it'd be all over him like a rash and then he'd get to the straight and even sitting under his slipstream, um, then, you know, he'd pull three car lengths on you going down the straight. So they had a lot of top end with that four litre. They just had a bigger motor. But where the and Commodore handled and brake, and yeah. the wheel brakes were... The brakes were, uh, were good. Um, we could, I could grab a little bit among the brakes, but yeah. you know, when they come into a, any sort of a uphill, downhill, um, long straight stuff, where um, they were just falling away. Terry, was that the, the days back, was that before or after when they brought in turbo RX-7s and Supras and, and Starion turbos and all that sort of stuff? When, when was that era? Was that after? The Cosworths. Hmm. Um, I think that was before. Because I was at the very end when uh, okay. I don't think many people really game shit anymore. Okay. Yeah, I remember it was the Commodores and the Falcons were the, the front-running cars and battling it out. But yeah. I just remember at one stage, Eric, that the 3E, Group 3E production series had yeah. turbo Supras. Because I was, I was going to ask you, RX-7. I was going to ask you yeah. when the SP came about, the RX-7 SP. Well, that was not to 95. Yeah, because that, yeah. was, that was an Australian built. The SP wasn't internet, it wasn't Mazda no. from Japan. That, that, came, was, uh, that came later. That was that came Hamilton? Who, who did that? That was at Kingsgrove, what yes. we were talking about. Where they well, built the SP. Horsley ran Horsley, that's Mazda yeah. Motorsport, which yeah. was a factory race team here in Australia. Yeah. They engineered the RX-7 from a standard production car into a special SP. Yeah, they called it the SP and it just dominated. And it was designed, and Porsche did the same with this CS... The 968. The 968. Yeah, they were the two... They were purposely built vehicles for motorsport. Yeah. And they raced against each other and managed to won four years in a row. Yeah. With the help of Barry Jones. Barry yeah. Jones did a lot of stuff for them. And, and, and he looked after my Commodore as well. And not that they raced, they also had a hand in the SP and X5s. 
which is a highly sought after. They put some turbos um, in the MX-5s. Yes, the, they did a turbo kit. Right? Yeah, and and um, they're highly sought after at the moment too. Uh, and in the NB MX-5. And then they developed the Turbo RX-8, and I, I ended up owning one of the factory cars, which was built for Tarmac Rally. They only built three race cars, and then Horsley ended up selling one to me, which I raced for a while, yep. and then passed it on to a collector. One of them got destroyed, and the other one's in, down in the, the Mazda Museum in Melbourne. Okay. Um, is he still around? Are they still making? None. Horsley? Mazda Motorsport is no longer. That was and, it. Uh, Alan's still with us, but yeah. he's not a very well okay. man these days, unfortunately, and he doesn't get out much. So. Yeah. The days of Mazda Motorsport in Australia are well and truly over. Because back in those 90s, Australia was sort of... The Japanese sort of looked up and took note, because you also had the Godzilla, the... the, the, the um, was it George Fury? I mean, they built that skyline and sent it to Japan, and Japan couldn't believe what the Aussies... Gibson. Gibson, Fred Gibson, Gibson, yeah. Gibson Motorsport. They couldn't believe what the Aussies had done with that skyline and, and the same with Mazda with the SPs what what Horsley what was doing that mm. a lot of good product coming out of Australia in the 80s and the 90s showing the world how, how it was done and even now with the V8 supercars it's still got to be a good reputation around the world but oh yeah the V8s is huge in the UK massive following mm. over there uh, there's probably more people in the UK watching it than there is but, here yeah. in Australia and the F1 boys when they come to Melbourne they sit and watch the, the pit crew come out and watch the V8 supercars. They love it. Too. I'm sure they all want to get in the car and have a go. Yeah, they they um. Yeah. That'd be actually a good thing to do, wouldn't it? Just yeah. Hey boys, you've got a spare car. We can yeah. uh, let the Formula One guys have a drive around and see what it went, what it would be like. Yeah, right. so that'd be a good race. You'd really want to see that race, I'm sure. It would promote it pretty well. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming with our race at racing edition. Good insight from the 80s and the 90s and and and. Mm. And, and catching up with Tom as well to see how he's progressing this year. It's a, we first met you, you know, when you were just starting out and and you're going on to bigger and better things with um, with the RX-8 and, and hopefully on to TCR and, and onwards and upwards. What is happening with that? Anything? No, it's pretty quiet at the moment. Need sponsorship, Pete. We need that. Try and raise the money. Try and put it out yeah. there. So, um, no, Tom's doing really well. So, uh, Tom, plug, plug away. Tom Shaw, what's what's what? Yeah, just the Instagram. Yeah, Tom Shaw Racing on Instagram, Facebook That's pages. It. Yes, thanks to the sponsors as well. Tom, uh, Tom's yeah. Auto Body, always fixing up the cars, always doing his work. Not that you're smashing them much. Yeah, no, you're not. No, you're no, not no. giving Tom much work. People, people run out the back of us. Yeah, people hit you guys. I was a bit of a target at Winter yeah. last round, so yeah. Tom sorted us out. So the bashing you, but Tom's the Auto Body. There seems a room on your overalls for some more sponsors. So let's uh, yeah. let's get out there and help Tom out because. He's a good young racer. He's put the runs on the board this year, and he won um, the awards last year as well. Um, yeah, what was that award? What was that the award? Kevin Bartlett Award. The Bartlett yeah. Award, um, which is an award not just for RX8, but for all racing drivers in New South Wales. And now Tom's up to good things, and um, follow him and support him. And if you can, you can reach out with reach out to us or, or reach out to Tom directly for sponsorship. <laughs> And uh, we'll get him onto the next, the, the big leagues, because he deserves to be there. He's good enough to be there. That's right. That's with, true. With, uh, with Dad Rick behind him in his corner and Terry with his experience as well, helping him out. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. And September Nürburgring, we've got to talk to you when you get back. Absolutely. So, or 
can we go? Yeah, come and carry him a bag for me. Can we carry bags and and get get some media passes? You want to do that? I've got to finish my backyard. I I can't even go to Vegas, I'm spewing. At least we could do the show, the podcast show from Nürburgring. Well, he's going to Vegas, he's a judge at... Doing SEMA. At SEMA. At SEMA. Yeah, oh. charging new products. We all need so, to go to SEMA. So that's uh, yeah, October, November. If you want to come to that. What's SEMA? I'll set you up. Specialist Equipment Manufacturers Association. Do you want to go? I'll oh, go We'll have a chat. I'll go over so we'll have a chat. I, I reckon if they go, I could scan yeah. my way to go yeah, too. We'll, maybe, yeah, we'll organise. I got told unless my backyard's finished, I can't go anywhere. Hey, we'll just sleep on the floor in your motel room. No, 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 we won't. It's only an air You're crazy. Right? No, no. no you, you can have the bed in his room, but you're not going to sleep. Now, you know where Tom was staying at Bathurst? Yeah. At the, that beautiful hotel on the side of the track? The Ridges. The Ridges. I just had a little afternoon kip. There was a break in, in when you guys were doing your, your, your practice on the Saturday. And apparently, the wait, noise wait, wait, that was coming Tristan, out of the hotel Tristan. was louder than the track. Tristan, yes. how loud is he? I agree story? with that. Tristan. So I, I've never woken myself up from snoring, so I don't know how loud it is. I reckon it's bullshit. Get off your phone. But Tristan was getting more than welcome to sleep in my room, but apparently... <laughs> Mate. I'm louder than a V8 supercar. He's louder than a V8 supercar. Two seconds. Tristan's solution to fixing it is by grabbing a pillow and suffocating him. <laughs> You're more than welcome to join me in Vegas, Rick, but I'm telling you. No, we'll get another room we'll at the some, other side of the hotel. We'll get some super duty hearing plugs. I reckon if they go, I reckon I can scam it. All right. We'll Even though my backyard won't be finished. We'll just get the Brady Bunch grass. I'm telling you, the synthetic <laughs> grass. I've got one more question to ask. Yeah, Did they... What was it? The professor? No. Who's the, the, professor the guy says, asking questions? The professor sends us a lot of questions. Any other any new questions? No, there's no questions uh, this week. I told you. Get so hey, what, what do you judge at SEMA? Tell us what you So judge. basically they got me, I'm representing Australia um, in the media section and it, it, the convention center is massive in Vegas and SEMA is the second largest show in Vegas after the electronics show in January in NCS, NES, NES is the electronic one. And there's a lot of car companies going to that now as well, where SEMA is um, the second biggest show in Vegas holds. And it's basically, it's not open to public. You've got to, um, it's, it's a manu- it's, it's basically all the wholesalers from around the world are there, all the manufacturers, everyone's there. And you go there to buy product, meet, meet your reps. It's, it's like, a, it's not just Americans, a lot, of, um, a lot of Mexicans are there, a lot of Aussies go there, you can hear the accent. And you're wearing your badges and it says where you're from and it's all color coded whether you're an exhibitor so they've got different sections so one section is all full drive off-road they've got a massive hall full of just um arb's got a big presence there. there's a lot of aussie companies there mm-hmm. and underneath that it's a two-story convention hall and underneath that's all tires mag wheels and tires and that whole floor smells of rubber and you've got like about 40 different tire manufacturers, from, a lot of them from China, never heard of them. They're all there spruiking their wares. So that's one haul. The other haul is your go fast parts, your factory, General Motors is there, Ford's there. They were spruiking the Chevy, the, the Commodore SS when it was out. Like they have, it's almost like a motor show, but they've all got their go, their go fast bits there, Edelbrock's in that haul. Um, you've got GoPro, you've got everybody there and then the next hall is where you would love is basically all the equipment like hoists spray boots um, wraps printers that sell wraps um, 
just whatever tools, hoists, whatever you can think of in the in the in the the, the car game. So where's all the cars? People put cars on their display. So if you're a spray booth company, you may have a when when everyone talks about the SEMA crunch or the SEMA build, a lot of these stands have cars there. So maybe you've built a car for Edelbrock or whatever. So they've got different cars all over. there's cars on nearly on every booth. So what are you doing? So and there's another section in the middle near the media section for new products. So there are people there that spruit new products and I'm gonna go there, pick 10 products and vote on them and talk about how they're gonna influence the world like internationally as well as Australia, representing Australia. So that's uh, the gig I got myself in. Uh, and what date so SEMA on? Uh, it's usually the first week of November. So it's over four days, Tuesday to Friday. Uh, for, I think one to four this year. So first week of November. And traditionally in every year. So Does it pay for your ticket? Oh, I'm not going to reveal it. It's going to go or not? What do you reckon? So, I want to look at it. Look yeah. at it, but tell me soon because... Are we racing Tom then? Because I've got a... Terry? When are we racing Terry? RX8 truck. December, isn't it? Yeah, December, so that's all right. I've got, got, got some runners. Okay, well, we'll talk about that off air. So, um, gentlemen, again, thank you for having us at the uh, Rickshaw Performance Lair. Um, good luck, Tom, with all your endeavours. And uh, Terry, thank you for all your words and wisdom and for Rick as well. Uh, rate us, review us, send us your questions. Professor, if you're listening, alltalk at outlook.com.au. More questions. Questions, and we've got um, another show coming up. We're divided to the launch of the EQS. We might do a show there, or we might do a show afterwards. Um, and I don't know what we've got. Uh, what else coming up? So I've got to organise a few things. I've picked up another Tesla, a, a three. Oh, did you get up getting it? Yeah, got it. I'm getting another one. So we've got. I was the, in one the other day. We're doing the, the Tesla shows the next episode. I've got uploaded, so we've done a live drive. And I'm going to get my hands on a three performance this time as well. So, again, thank you to Tesla for helping us out. That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. Thank you and bye for now. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye. 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 Bye.